What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Mark Farzetti here, host of The Farzy Show. And for my show's podcast, I use Anchor. And you should, too. If you haven't heard about Anchor yet, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. You can make money off your podcast with no minimum listenership as well. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Anchor. Oh, and how much would you pay for something like this? Hundreds of dollars? Well, forget about that because it's free. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Farzee Show here at the Steven Singer Studios. My name's Mark Farzetta. Uh, happy Hughes Day. Let me just get that out of the way first and foremost. Hugh Lamont Douglas III will be joining us a little bit later in the show to talk about all things Eagles and what happened to his, his, his Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta as well. Uh, but really, one of the questions I really want to get into with Hugh is he was one of those people that looked at Jalen Hurts and said, nah, I don't believe it. And then he looked at Jalen Hurts in week one and went, I kind of believe it. So now after this game, I want to know whether or not he still believes that Jalen Hurts can be the guy here in Philadelphia. So we'll have that conversation with Hugh. We'll also talk about Brandon Graham. Uh, Hugh's boy, you know, the, the, they have a good relationship and all that stuff. And Hugh just saw him on the first week of the season, as he told us, when he went down to the field and actually talked to the uh, Eagles players about uh, you know, how they're feeling going into the game and, you know, chopped it up a little bit, as he put it. And they, he knew at that point that they were going to get after Matt Ryan. They were going to get after Matt Ryan. That's exactly what he did in the second half. So uh, he, he talked about that. But I also want to get Hughes' perspective on a type of injury that Brandon Graham has as well. Just not exactly the type of injury per se, but just being up there in years uh, in your career and suffering an injury like this. And just overall, not that you would expect anything different from Brandon Graham, but just how positive the guy is about fighting to come back and how that team is still – his team is still going to shock the world even without him. So we'll get Hughes' perspective on that a little bit later. And speaking of perspective, we're debuting a new segment on the show today. So congratulations to you for catching it for the first time, as you will today. The great people of Rothman Orthopedics have set us up with a phenomenal, phenomenal in injury uh, glossary, if you will. Not that they're uh, treating guys, not that the doctor's speaking or treating, you have to say this. 
Not that they're treating the people that are actually undergoing these injuries, but just a general understanding. So then when you go to the office, you at least know what a doctor had to say about these particular injuries that have been suffered. We're going to get to that in a minute. Uh, I can't believe he did it. I I felt like it was almost not a whole way, but almost hot take yesterday when I called the Philly Philly, a Philly Philly tight play that they ran at the goal line of the fourth and three with Greg Ward. I almost felt hot take-ish. And I'm not a hot take guy. Hot take-ish. When I refer to it as a gadget play. And Nick Sirianni called his own play a gadget. That happened yesterday during the press conference. So we'll get to that conversation. We'll also get to the conversation about Jalen Hurts. Uh, some things that, uh, here's what I appreciate. When a coach says, I got to go look at the film. And then he actually goes and looks at the film. And then when he's asked after he looked at the film, what did the tape tell you? And he's honest with you. And it's a lot of the same things that you saw in this particular game. Now, this is Nick Sirianni's press conference. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the offense with him. When it comes to Jonathan Gannon addressing the media a little bit later in the week, we'll certainly talk about what the defense could have done. But offensively speaking, putting up 11 points is just obviously unexpected unacceptable you're not going to win a lot of games in the nfl putting up 11 points so we'll hear from uh jonathan gannon about the defense on thursday about what could have or wednesday i believe it is when it comes to everything uh, with what the defense did they played a good game but offensively when you talk about 11 points you look at the quarterback you look at the receivers whether or not they were able to get open but jonathan gannon did admit to some of the things that jalen hurts could have done better uh, so we'll get to that conversation as well. And Ben Simmons back in the news. Everybody's favorite Instagram model, Ben Simmons. Everybody's favorite NBA player of the month for the month of August. Uh, he's back in the news as well, thanks to our good friend John Clark of NBC Sports Philadelphia. We'll get to that. It's going to be a standoff. There, spoiler alert, it's going to be a standoff. So that's exciting. Uh, we're going to talk about all that, cover the gambit. And uh, sorry to do this to you, but I, I have to. I have to I have to do this right out of the gate because, because of what happened. How do you lose to the Orioles? That's it. That's all I'm going to say. We'll move on. We'll move on. Uh, here's, uh, here's what we got for you today. Uh, I, yesterday. Nick Sirianni addressed the media, and Nick Sirianni was talking about all that went on uh, with the injuries. Brandon Graham, Brandon Brooks, and Davion Taylor as well. Now, Davion Taylor's got uh, some swelling and all that. We'll see how that turns out. But we'll start it off with Brandon Brooks, who has a pec injury. He's going to go to IR, but Nick Sirianni did say yesterday that Brandon Brooks would most likely not be done for the season so he's got a pec injury here are the good doctors of rothman orthopedics they're going to give us a two-part breakdown first up i'm going to introduce the uh the, the pec injury with them breaking down a pec injury and then uh, i'm going to introduce them breaking down the achilles injury that brandon graham has and we'll get to that in a second but right now here is the debut of our rothman orthopedics glossary our, our injury glossary brought to you by rothman orthopedics take a look at how they break down the pec injury dr brad tucker I'm an orthopedic surgeon at Rothman Orthopedics. Another injury we hear a lot throughout yeah. sports is a torn pectoral muscle. Walk yeah. us through that one, please. Yeah. So your pec muscle or your chest muscle is the muscle that's important for um, pushing. So um, a lot of you know linemen or someone, maybe a soccer player that falls out on an outstretched hand, a sudden contraction of that chest muscle can rupture. It usually ruptures off the arm bone called the humerus. 
and when if it's a complete rupture, a lot of times that will require surgery. Uh, sometimes you can just strain the muscle, but uh, when, when you see an athlete out from a pec tear, it's usually because the tendon is torn off the bone, and that will need to be surgically repaired back to the bone. We usually repair it with open surgery, and we use little screws that are called anchors that suture the tendon back to the bone. And about how long is the recovery time for a torn pectoral? That's about a four to six month recovery. Thank you, doctor. Now, hopefully a little bit better understanding about the, the pec injury. Uh, again, not treating Brandon Brooks, but just a general uh, understanding. And all these will be available on our YouTube page. Uh, but uh, just a general understanding of what uh, an athlete has to go through, how you can heal through that, and obviously how it suffered as well. Now let's jump to Brandon Graham. Much more serious. He's got the ruptured Achilles. So we're going to see how this obviously progresses for Brandon Graham in terms of his career, what that means for the rest of his career. But as far as recovery, we've heard about this injury a lot. So we figured why not ask a doctor? And that's why we can ask a doctor for a very general understanding of what goes on with the Achilles. Without further ado, we have this installment also from the injury glossary presented by Rothman Orthopedics. This is Dr. Fotis, Jimmy Karras. My patients refer to me as Dr. TJ uh, from Rothman Orthopedics. We hear about this, I think, a lot more in basketball than anything else, rupturing your Achilles tendon. What takes place when you rupture your Achilles? So your Achilles tendon is the tendon that goes down the back of your ankle, right? And so the gastroc and soleus muscles combine down towards the ankle, and they form a common tendon as it goes into the heel bone, and that's called the Achilles. So when you plantar flex or push off in order to accelerate, you, you stress that Achilles tendon. And so what happens is in some athletes, particularly more of the aging athlete, you'll see this happen more commonly in athletes, at least towards the end of their career. Oftentimes we see it in the weekend warrior athletes, somebody who's like over the age of 35 or 40, who goes out for a weekend, plays football with their friends, and they go to suddenly accelerate, and it feels like, um, they'll often say, I thought somebody shot me in the back of my leg, or somebody like hit me right in the back of my leg, and they'll feel it in their ankle, and basically the tendon ruptures right at what we call the watershed zone. Right between the top part of the tendon and the bottom part, there's less blood supply in that region, and because of that, the tendon, if it has any stress to it, doesn't heal as well naturally. And so you're more prone to tear it in that location. And what's the recovery time for something like that? So recovery for an Achilles is complex, right? So many times in younger athletes, we're going to be doing surgery for those injuries. Uh, and so the surgical time for recovery is anywhere between three months to six months because you repair the tendon, the tendon heals, then you've got to get back that strength. And getting that strength back can really take a long time because, again, we tend to be doing this in, in the older or aging athlete. Now, once in a while, you'll have like a Kevin Durant or a Kobe Bryant or something like that who tears their Achilles. And even those guys with trainers working them all the time, doing you know eccentric strengthening, all these you know newer techniques and exercises, you're, there's, it's still a season-ending injury. You're not coming back the same season season even if it happens early on in your season thank you once again to our good friends at Rothman Orthopedics for helping us out with those explanations and that helps us get a better understanding so now when you go into work and then you say uh, hey uh, here's a pec injury you break that down and then you go into work and you break down a, you know the old Achilles injury and they'll go hey, what are you a doctor and we're like no uh, but I did watch the Farsi show this morning I got an excellent breakdown from experts at Rothman Orthopedics boom face all right now you hold on a damn minute there uh, jb or wait pj whatever the hell your name is god come on um i don't know who the hell told you to put balloons in my shot today whoever it is that person's fired anyway. uh yes all right
if you've been listening to me for a while, all right, anyway, today's my birthday, but if you've been listening to me for a while, you know I don't really do anything for my birthday. My my wife does. My wife, for whatever reason, enjoys tormenting me. I rather just the, the birthday go by and like that's it. And then hey, that was Monday. You know, what's today? Tuesday. That that was Tuesday. Birthday over. You know, whatever. I don't care. I'm not 14. I stopped celebrating my birthday when I was 14 years old. I know I must have been a lot of fun as a kid. I just never like seeing my my parents do anything extra for me. Uh, I just, I don't like the, like, it's funny for a guy that does a show. I don't like the attention on my birthday for whatever stupid reason. I just don't like it. I don't like it. I I don't also, I don't like people going out of their way, but so I don't really don't do much for my birthday. So there you go. Um, (laughs) I like how I say the word birthday and Nate in the chat is like strip club. No, it's not like that. Um, but, uh, yes, thank you, uh, Jim, uh, for the balloons. Very nice of you. I, I just said, I'm not a birthday guy. I should have said that out of the gate. Should have said that out of the gate. Anyway, not, not to the audience. Should have said that behind the scenes. Like, oh, wait, but for the people that don't know, I really don't do anything for my birthday. Although, I will say one particular thing. Um, let me just do a quick skim of the chat and see if one of our friends is with us today. And she is not. Oh, April, you're going to regret. You're going to actually, April, I'll wait. No, that's not fair to everybody else. I'll, I'll tell the story twice when I see you, April. Uh, we uh, a thing that came up in the chat some months, uh, maybe two months ago. And uh, we'll find out. Uh, well, not find out. I'll tell you what happened at dinner last night that uh, would, uh, would make a lot of people in the chat pleased. Let's just say that. So anyway, thanks again to the great people of Rothman Orthopedics who gave us uh, that great injury glossary. And we got plenty more of those that, unfortunately, when things pop up, we'll have things right there for you to help explain all that. So uh, now you can uh, you can watch and enjoy all that stuff. So uh, there you go. Uh, let's get to this, ladies and gentlemen. While we're on the subject of football, Nick Sirianni, I never thought he'd do it, but he did do it, in fact. Nick Sirianni yesterday referring to that fourth and three play fourth and goal from the three play uh, with Greg Ward rolling out as a gadget play. And I think Nick Sirianni really wants that play back. Gadgety call right there. Um, again, don't feel great about that call, but with, with my experience with wide receiver passes, it's one and done. That's not, we don't like to give them too many options. I, I'm sure Greg Ward could handle more options since he, since he used to play quarterback, but uh, receiver passes are typically just one and done. So, yeah, that's accurate there, Rob. Uh, Rob Motti of uh, the AP was asking that question, and that's one of the things that I was thinking about when I saw Greg Ward roll to the field. I thought to myself, hold on a, hold on a minute there, fellas. You mean to tell me a better option in this situation to score is Greg Ward throwing a pass to Jalen Hurts? Because that sounds ridiculous! And it also sounds ridiculous when you tell me, what actually, not that it sounds ridiculous, but it looked ridiculous, as I pointed out yesterday, when you roll Greg Ward out to that side of the field and Jalen Hurts and you look up right before Greg or right while Greg Ward is looking up, you see three white shirts to one green shirt in the end zone. Spoiler, the green shirt is Jalen Hurts. The white shirts are all San Francisco 49ers. By the time the play was actually executed, if you will, and the ball is in the air, it's Greg Ward in the bottom of your screen, Jalen Hurts in the top of your screen, and everything in the middle is almost uh, probably half, if not more than half, the entire San Francisco 49ers roster in pursuit of the play. Because guess what? Not only are you taking Jalen Hurts out as your best option to quarterback, Devontae Smith just trots to the other side of the football field. He doesn't even go out for a pass. He doesn't even go to the corner of the end zone for that, like, 
last-ditch Hail Mary throw from Greg Ward to the other side of the field. Doesn't even do that. Anyway, uh, so that's that, and that's fun, isn't it? We're all having fun. We're all having fun. Uh, Once again, uh, as far as the injury news goes, Brandon Brooks, not done for the season. He's going to be put on IR. Brandon Graham, done for the season, according to Nick Sirianni in his press conference yesterday. There's a lot of things that Nick Sirianni got into yesterday. One of them was Jalen Hurts. We'll let you hear about. Talk, we'll let you hear about. Let you hear him talk about Jalen Hurts coming up in just a second. As far as things that he could have done differently as a quarterback in this game, although the offense only scored eleven points, I don't look at Jalen Hurts, and I I don't look at for whatever reason. I just don't. I didn't get the feel from him that he had a really bad game. I got a feel from the head coach that he got a really bad game, and I look at him for just calling an atrocious game, including a gadgety play at the the one-yard line. It's rare that I'll look at, like, a lot of times I'll look at a quarterback and I'll think, oh, well, he's a quarterback. I mean, anytime you score 11 points, the quarterback has to have a bad game. And he certainly didn't have a great game, but he made your biggest plays of the game. The the only reason I felt like the offense had a real chance in this game was because of how he played. I mean, the perfect example is the Jalen Rager play. You had uh, Jalen Hurts put that ball exactly where he needed to put the ball, and Jalen Rager allowed himself to go out of bounds, come back, and and try to score the touchdown that was obviously taken off the board. You look at all the plays he made with his legs to try to make up for maybe wide receivers not getting open downfield or tight ends not being able to get open in this game. The bomb down the field to Quez Watkins, where he stood like a stat, like he was comfortable in the end zone before he let that ball rip. It did not look rushed. It was a perfectly thrown ball. It might be the, the most perfectly thrown football I have seen in a long time in an Eagles uniform, where you didn't see a guy rush. You didn't feel like he was under pressure, and he was standing in his own end zone. So when I look at plays like that take place on the field, and yes, I pointed out yesterday some of the missed throws that he had, and somebody, of course, I pointed out a couple of missed throws, and somebody's like, oh, yeah, you're really going after that Jalen Hurts like it was his fault. I'm like, no, we didn't play a perfect game anymore by, by any means, and I'm certainly not going to excuse him and say that he played some kind of perfect game, but there was a couple of throws that, yes, he should have had. Nick Sirianni did talk about in the postgame press, or excuse me, in the uh, press conference yesterday that he needed to make a couple of throws maybe a little earlier than what he did during the game itself. So we'll let you hear Nick Sirianni talk about that coming up in a few. Uh, Also, Hugh Douglas will be joining us. But, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for everyone's favorite game. What did Ben post? With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Now, Ben may not have posted this, but it's a Ben post. All right. Ben in the post. Courtesy of our good friend John Clark of NBC Sports Philadelphia put this out yesterday. I'm told 
Sixers are expecting Ben Simmons will stick to his word and not show up for training camp when it starts next week. So here's what's happening. Yes, training camp starts next week. This is exactly what you would expect to come out right now. And this is not a doubt of John or a source at all. This is, I believe this is exactly what the plan is right now. For both the 76ers, per Tom Moore's report last week, both Ben Simmons and Clutch Sports, per John Clark's report yesterday. It's going to be a standoff. It's going to be a standoff to the very last second. Ben Simmons will. I. I here's the here's the promise I I will make you. Uh, I can almost promise you that Ben Simmons is going to get fined. He is going to flex. He's going to uh, show that he's got some uh, mental toughness and he can stick it out. And he doesn't have a problem with getting fined. And yeah, six, you still got to trade me. Still got to trade me. And they're like, you still ain't making that much money. Like you're you're losing a lot of money. You're losing a lot of it. And uh, he'll he'll stand pat and all that, but uh, ultimately, I don't think Ben has played his last game with the, with the Sixers. I think he's gonna end up playing a couple of games. Now, you might look at the money aspect and go, "He's a millionaire. What the hell does he care? He's he's already got a lot of money in the bank. You forget about even what he's making from the Sixers. Think about what he's making through endorsements. This guy can afford to miss a couple of bucks." And uh, when Brian Windhorst even said that uh the uh the, the the contract to get 16 million dollars october 1st like, like yeah ben's not sweating that ben's fine with this so yeah you're still going to get that money and then it'll be fined after it he could lose i think it was up to somebody did the math 25 million uh before training camp or excuse me before the first game uh and if he starts to miss games then it's even more on top of that it's a nice chunk of change it's not something that i think anybody would just look at and go yeah i can i can afford to not make that money whatever especially once you put yourself in that pay scale, folks. He's got a $17.5 million house to pay for in, in Los Angeles. Uh, so I think this is going to be a standoff. I think that Ben will get fined. I don't know how long he'll get fined, but just trying to read the tea leaves of what's going on and both sides digging in, as they say. I think Ben doesn't show up. I think he gets fined. I think he eventually shows up. I think he even plays a couple of games this season. Maybe he plays a two weeks worth of games, whatever. Tries to reestablish some trade value. Maybe he shoots a couple of jump shots. Makes everyone in Philadelphia go, oh, look, Ben figured it out. And then he gets traded, and then he comes back here to figure it out against us uh, from time to time. But ultimately, I think he shows up after getting fined. I think he plays a couple of games, and I think the Sixers trade him. Uh, and that's the way I think this goes down. Uh, as much as I'd like to say that, uh, or like to, as you guys know where my allegiances are as far as uh, my rooting interests here, but I, I, as much as I would like to see Ben figure it out and figure it out here in Philadelphia and, and reach the ultimate potential that, uh, you know, the type of player that he could be, I just don't see that happening. I don't think he'll come back, regardless of how many videos get posted of him shooting jumpers and all that, just like every other year. And really for the last three seasons, I've been the one to tell you, who gives a damn? <laughs> if he's doing this in the offseason, I don't care. I want to see it during the regular season, and then I want to see it in the playoffs. And we saw it during the regular season, not really the jump shots, obviously, but we saw at least the aggressive Ben Simmons from time to time in the, in the, in the regular season, and then we saw that go by the wayside, especially in the second round of the playoffs in the Eastern Conference semifinals against the Hawks, as we all well know by now. So that's where we're at right now uh, with Ben Simmons. Uh, I think he shows up eventually after getting fined, maybe plays in a couple of games. And if he doesn't play in a couple of games, it'll be because, uh, you know, my hammy's kind of bothering me. I can't play because my hamstring kind of bothers me. Maybe that'll be the case. 
So we'll uh, we'll figure this out as uh, time goes on when it comes to Ben Simmons, and we'll really learn what exactly is going to happen. But as of right now, it looks to me he's gonna, he's not going to show up. He's going to get fined. Then he'll show up, play in a couple of games. Then he'll be out, uh, traded. He'll be traded, not out, but traded uh, by the 76ers. And that's how I see it going down with Ben Simmons. Uh, let's, uh, before we get to our friend Hugh Douglas, uh, let's get to this. My friend Steven Singer of Steven Singer Jewelers. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to get engaged, look no further than Steven Singer of Steven Singer Jewelers for a very, very simple reason. The perfect price. When you go get a jewelry, you go, go, go get an engagement ring, go get a piece of jewelry, whatever it is, you don't want to feel like you're being taken advantage of. You don't want to feel like, oh, man, did I, did I haggle properly? Did I negotiate well? No, I could have gotten less. Here's the question being answered at Steven Singer. Nope, because every day it's set at the perfect price. Oh, uh, did, I, did I make the sale? Did you make the sale? It, the sale was yesterday, as some people might say, going into another jeweler. But going to Steven Singer, sales every day. No promo codes, no discounts, no, no, no. Not, nothing in the store is marked insanely up just to mark it down, right in front of you to make it feel like you're getting some kind of deal. This is the beauty of Steven Singer. You know what else is great about Steven Singer? How you get treated when you walk in there. You feel special. You feel like a million dollars, and then you're not going to spend a million dollars at Steven Singer of Steven Singer Jewelers. So do what I do. Trust the other corner of 8th and Walnut. That's Steven Singer Jewelers. Or go to IHateStevenSinger.com. That's I hate Steven Singer. Dot com. Without further ado, let's get to our good friend uh, right there of uh, you know Atlanta radio fame, as well as from Philadelphia Eagles fame. Joining us on the Rothman Orthopedics guest line, our good friend Hugh Lamont Douglas III. And on the line with us right now, the Rothman Orthopedics guest line on this happy Hugh's day morning, and boy, do we need a shot of Hugh Douglas today. Not just any Hugh Douglas. Hugh Lamont Douglas third, ladies and gentlemen. What's going on there, Hugh? What's going on, man? How you doing this morning? Ah, uh, you know, hey. melancholy. Yeah, yeah. It's a little tough. I saw that, man. Uh, especially coming off the fact that San Francisco fans came into town and they disrespected the Rocky statue. You know, it's funny because we were down here talking about it, and uh, they were like, well, Rocky's not real. I said, hold up. Don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Like, don't do that. Don't do that. Whatever you do, don't do that. Don't do that. We, don't, we don't play. We don't play that. Yeah, it's like, it's like, yes, yeah, sure, Rock is a fictional character, but that fictional character kind of embodies the mindset and the, 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 of the city. Yes. And, and, and he's real to us. He's real to us. So when you, when you say stuff like that, you know, I don't condone violence, but you're liable to get punched in the face. Like, you don't, nobody play that. Well, I don't condone it, but I can explain it as to why yeah. you're going to get punched in the face. When I'm, you know, when you're getting your stuff pushed in. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, because it's funny. Like, I had a lot of friends when they saw that. Uh, Eagles fans, of course. Uh, they were talking about how mad they were and, and, and how they were ready to get after San Fran and things of that nature. So, yeah, it, it was an emotional time. No question. Yeah, uh, from following the game and everything, it just seemed like the Eagles weren't able to get any type of rhythm going. Like when you're on the sideline, and even if they got the rhythm, they weren't able to punch it in for the big score, especially yeah, in the early goings of the game. Because I saw some highlights, because I didn't get a chance to actually watch the game. Mm -hmm. But I saw like a 90-yard bomb. Oh, yeah, 91 yards to uh, Quez Watkins while Jalen Hurts was five feet deep in the end zone, his own end zone. I thought, and I was like, and, and, and I was trying to figure out while I'm watching the Falcons game and, and, and trying to figure out what the hell's going on with the Falcons. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
trying to figure out how what happened after that because they didn't they didn't capitalize on that. Oh, that was the fourth and three. That was the attempt at the Philly Philly type play at the goal line. Oh, so that all kind of tied together. Same drive, same possession. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, instead <laughs> of just punching it in, huh? Oh, yeah, instead of just punching it in. Yeah, they uh, they say they decided to have some trickeration going on. Now, that was a fourth and goal from the three, the Philly Philly. But before then, they, 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 they failed to run it in. They threw an incompletion, failed to run it in again. They also took a penalty, uh, a five-yard penalty. Isaac Sayamalo, I believe it was, had the false start or a hold, whatever it was. They got pushed back, and then they got it back to about the one-yard line, and they still couldn't score. Ended up being a fourth and three fourth and goal from the three, and that's when they ran, I believe, Nick Sirianni, rookie head coach. And you tell me if this is just crazy or not, because we all know how excited he can be. I thought Nick Sirianni just got really hyped up in the moment and a little too giddy and was like, oh, boy, watch this. We're going to score at home. This is going to be great. And I think he just let the play. Let me, let me, yeah. As a person on the outside looking in, I do like the fact that he was stoked and excited about being in the link Uh first home game of the season, because let me tell you, Mark, there's nothing like playing Philadelphia football in Philly, Philadelphia football in Philadelphia. (laughs) Like basically it's got There's nothing like it with the tailgates, uh, the pomp and pageantry, the excitement of the game. So he probably got caught up in a moment. It looked like it was a great time though, because listen, (laughs) I'd be reckless. eyeball it. Yes. I said, I'd be, Reckless eyeballer from down here in Atlanta, and I like to see what's going on in Philadelphia. So I'm I'm vicariously living in the link through people's timelines and looking at their pictures and everything. Look like it was a great time, man. So I can definitely get where he's coming from. It's great, like Philadelphia, I can definitely get that. Yeah, and he even said that it wasn't so much the fact that he went for it on fourth down. He'd do that again with the fourth and goal situation, but he didn't like the play call. He said, you know, he'd want to have that play call back, essentially. And that I actually believe in him. Yeah. Well, you know, he's, he's, uh, you got to like the fact that he's forthcoming. Now, how long does that last? We shall see. Because, you know, as the season progresses and, you know, coaches get a little, they get a little tight and they get a little frustrated. They get, they get tired of answering some of these questions. They might get, they might kind of, you know, circle the wagons on you. But you got to like the fact that he's forthcoming right now. Mm-hmm. It's only the second game of the season. And I saw some tweets where people had out there, they were talking about, Basically, you know, hey, it's a, a tough loss. No question about that against a good defense. Let's just, just let's get ready for the next one. Exactly. And by the way, that next one is a Monday night game against the Dallas Cowboys. So yeah, in oh, Dallas. Oh, yeah, you know what it is now. <laughs> I get excited about that. Hey, <laughs> Dallas Cowboys on Monday night football. Everybody watching the whole neighborhood. <laughs> so, yeah, everybody going to be watching that one, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't want to spend the entire interview talking about this because obviously we're already a day removed for two days removed from it. But if you would be so kind as to play the athlete, like I don't speak athlete. Mm-hmm. You speak athlete. So Jalen Hurts gets asked after the game about the fourth and goal play from the three and going for, going forward on that particular play in the Philly Philly esque play. Maybe you could translate this for me. He gets asked about it on that play. What did he think of the play call? Basically here's Jalen Hurts on that. Fourth down and goal, um, the double pass. I'm a, trying, I'm a playmaker out there on the field. I want to make all. Of, I want to make the plays. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's a play we didn't make. We didn't hit it. Is it frustrating at all to not be the one to throw that pass? It's frustrating to lose the game. Is 
as the quarterback, how do you react? The that you got a, a different look pre-snap on that play than what they actually executed, did you guys think it was man because of motion? I'm sorry? Nick said that you guys thought you had one look pre-snap and then they actually ran something different on the double pass. Um, would, did you think it was man and it was own or was, what was that? I just wanted to go out there and try and hit the play. We didn't hit it. There was a couple of different parts of that that I could tell he was frustrated. A, in the play, no doubt about it, just in the fact that he didn't pull it off. But B, can I read into it a little bit more, saying that he was just frustrated overall with the play call, saying that's not exactly maybe the best call to make in that situation? Yeah. I mean, Mark, listening to it and, and seeing it before, you could probably say that because, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm just piecemealing this together, you know, because of some of the comments that he made last week about being a quarterback. Right not having anything uh, tailored or catered for him. He wants to go out and he wants to prove more than anything that he can quarterback at this, at this level. So that's probably where the frustration comes in at. I mean, listen, he right now he's drinking from a fire hose in the first game. He, he did tremendously well. I think he's going to have to learn a little bit of patience. Everything's going to come to him. It's going to come to him in due time. But I, I, I like the fact that he's excited. I like the fact that he wants to learn. I like the fact that, he wants to be aggressive. He wants to be a quarterback at this level. So, I mean, I'm not mad at him for that, but at the same time, you know, you and Coach are learning this. You and Coach Sirianni are kind of growing together. So it's kind of like a growing pain situation. When you think about it, think about it, Mark. Rookie head coach, uh, technically a rookie quarterback, first year starting. Right. So you guys are going to have to learn each other and, and trust each other. It kind of feels to me, reading into it, I don't know this for sure, but it kind of feels like he was a little frustrated that coach didn't believe in him enough to go out there and just run a play. Ah, you know? uh, so it could it could be that. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. They hate each other, obviously, and one needs to be fired or let go. <laughs> yeah, no, let, yeah. Let you tell it. <laughs> by the by, the time this interview is over, no. Um, yeah. uh, something else I wanted to get into here, Jordan Mailata. This guy's story is just insane. Rugby player, Australia, the whole thing. Yeah. Got paid. Got paid $64 million, had, a, had a good game, had a couple of penalties, obviously, down there in Atlanta. He had Nick Bosa, for the most part, lined up across from him in this particular game. As a defensive end, is there a, a younger offensive lineman you can think of that you had to face, a tackle that you had to go up against that you just thought, oh, wow, this guy, I got beat? Or, oh, this guy's advanced. This guy's next level. Like, I got to make sure I bring my A game against this young tackle. Anybody? Chris Samuels, uh, Washington football team. I remember Alabama played at Alabama. Uh, I remember when Chris came into the league, he was writing a diary about how he was destroying and dispatching defensive linemen and how it was just a cakewalk. I remember it vividly, man. And and you know what? He was all that in a bag of chips. He was one of those guys that you call a lunch pail guy where you had to pack a lunch and you had to bring a couple sandwiches. He was definitely that man. Me and him went at it. So he was a guy that I remember uh, my well his rookie year that he was all that in the bag of chips. So yeah, he, he uh, Chris Samuels. And, and where were you at in your career at that point? I, I was still playing at a pretty high level. Was here in Philadelphia, well, in there in Philadelphia, and was playing playing at a pretty high level. But I just remember him uh, just being physical, like like. And then when I found out he went to Alabama, I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, I get it, I get it now. But yeah, Chris Samuels was that guy, man. We had some, we had some battles. 
And mm-hmm. I think at, at, at some point, it got to the point we just wanted to whoop each other. Wasn't too much worried about the quarterback. We just wanted to whoop each other. We just wanted to show who was the baddest kid on the block at that point. But, yeah, he was a hell of a player, man. No question about it. So that's the one that, that jumps right to my – so you knew he was kind of legit from jump. Oh, no, bona fide. Out the box, bona fide. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, watch out, Bama. Central State's coming for you. Boom. You know what it is. NWA with an attitude. <laughs> um, on a uh, a little bit more of a somber note, your boy, who you're just talking to in Atlanta last week, Brandon Graham, done for the season, ruptured Achilles. We all love Brandon Graham. Obviously, your boy. Uh, have you had a chance to reach out to him? If you'd like to say anything, we'll make sure we, we, he sees this show. So he's come on the show before, mm-hmm. uh, anything you'd like to say to BG about the, uh, the unfortunate ruptured Achilles that will end his season. I will say this, man, if anybody could come back from this at their advanced stage, I think it would be him. Cause you know, when you think, see, this is the unfortunate thing about injuries of that magnitude, Mark, when, when you get older, they get a little bit tougher to come back from, but he works hard. When I saw him, he looks good. For the to be the OG that he is, that's what I call him, the OG. If anybody can work their way back, man, it's you. I'm pulling for you, and I can't wait to see you on the field next year. The OG BG. The OG BG. <laughs> uh, overall, look, we all look at this this loss. The vast majority of Philadelphia say, okay, what's next? And what's next is the Dallas Cowboys. Can you write a better script for a better bounce back game, a better revenge game, if you will? I won't, I won't say revenge. I'll say just bounce back game for but, Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts. But you know how it is in Philadelphia. Right, right. Like it's 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 like two games every year. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That we, it's a must-win situation. And the Dallas Cowboy game is both of those games. <laughs> it's like no matter what you do, you got to beat the Cowboys, man. And it's Monday Night Football uh, coming off a, a tough loss against San Francisco 49ers. Way to bounce back. Give them another L, man. The Dallas Cowboys won this weekend, so you got that going for them. It's a good way to knock them off their square. You know, you go out there and beat the brakes off of the Cowboys. So, yeah, yeah hey, I can't wait to see it. I can't. Uh- I got to ask you a question about uh, those people down there in Atlanta. Does Matt Ryan look under his bed for Tom Brady every night? Like, how does that work? Man, listen, Tom Brady, Tom, he's a, Tom Brady ain't the only cat that, that, that Tom Brady did that to everybody, dog. <laughs> yeah, it's but true. Tom Brady did that to a whole lot of people, man. <laughs> but like, listen, to be, to be totally honest, nobody thought that the Falcons were going to put up the kind of fight that they put up after the butt whooping that they took to the Philadelphia Eagles the week before and the way that that offensive line looked, I went on the air market and said, listen, I'm embarrassed that I even thought that you had enough to beat the Philadelphia Eagles with. So for them to go down there and play like they, they did, I know there's no moral victories in the NFL, but they played well, they played better, and the outcome, unfortunately, did not favor them. I even said next week the season starts. That's when the season officially starts for the Atlanta Falcons. You got the you got the Giants coming into town. Well, you're going up there to New York to play the Giants. You got the Washington Redskins coming into town. Those two games are winnable games. And the offensive line did play much better. And then you think about it, Mark. You talk about the, the defensive line of the Philadelphia Eagles 
and then you follow that up with the Super Bowl champion, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's a tough draw out the gate for anybody. When you look at the offensive line who got it collectively at the guard spot, they probably got like five years of experience, if not if if that. So that's a tough spot out the gate. But they played better this week. They had Vita Vea and Ndamukong Super quiet for the most part. You know, they still brought that heat. Matt was able to get ready to ball. I think they bounced back this week and beat the Giants. Hey, do us a favor. Another loss in the division for another team, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, anything we can do to help. Anything we can do to help. Now, from what you saw this Eagles game and what you saw Jalen Hurts, you saw the bomb, obviously, 91 yards to uh, Quez Watkins. Um, another great play by by Mylotta, by the way, keeping Nick Bosa on the outside of that play when a safety was right there at the, knocking on the door. Um, but last week when you talked to us after the Atlanta Falcons game, you talked about Jalen Hurts, and you said, you know what, he proved me wrong. You know, this guy you know, pleasantly surprised me the whole thing. Have you still seen enough from Jalen Hurts to believe he's more of the guy we saw in Atlanta than the guy we watched against the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday? I think so. I think that it's a, it's a process. It's a growing process. And, and he's going to have his ups and downs. And the coach is going to have his ups and downs. This is the first for both of them. First time starting at this level. First time coaching at this level. So there's going to be some growing pain. So I would say this to Philadelphia Eagle fans. Be patient. You know, you're going to have some tremendous highs. You might have some lows. Just you just make sure when they get low, you still ride with it. Because you know how I can get in Philadelphia when it gets tough. I might be, I know I might be asking for a whole lot for people to be patient in Philadelphia. Yeah. You gotta be. You gotta be. You got a young quarterback, man. You gotta, you got a young core. And if you could just hold that thing together and they can grow together, they could be something special. Kind of like Andy Reid and Donovan McNabb when they got together the first time. So that I mean, you could potentially potentially be looking at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I'll cross my fingers. I hope that's the case. Yeah. I'd like it. at least you know, a sustained period of success where you always feel like this could really be the year. You know, and that then, type of thing. Not only that, though, Mark, just beat Dallas, man. I mean, hell. <laughs> just beat Dallas, man. I mean, whatever you do, Dallas coming coming up, they they flying high, whatever. Is the game up here? I mean, no, the game's in Dallas. The game's in Dallas. Oh, they flying high. Man, knock them off their square, man. <laughs> just whatever you do, just knock them off their square. Uh, before I let you go, when you think of Eagles, Cowboys, is there a game in particular from your career that you pickle look back game. on? Pickle juice game. Did you have the pickle juice? I never asked you that. Did you have the, yeah. did you have the... Yes. Because I remember going down there and it was hot and everybody was like, I remember everybody coming back and they were talking, oh my God, it's so hot. And I was like, man, y'all better let that thing go. I didn't say that thing. I said some other colorful words. <laughs> but I was like, I ain't trying to hear that. I ain't come all the way down here to Dallas to be beat by the heat. I, I kind of said something like that. I'm pretty sure it was a little bit bluer. It was a lot bluer. It was bluer than this shirt that I got on right now. <laughs> it was blue. It you? Was blue, blue. You, you, oh, you're yeah. usually Mr. Proper. What are you uh, talking about? Blue. No, man, because I was mad because you, what I remember about that game, everybody was complaining about the heat. Because, you know, they, it was a ploy because they had the uh, the little heat index thing, on the, <laughs> you know, like the little heat thing on the side. Yes. I'm like, oh, how hot is it? All right, man, hey. Can I play a football game? Ain't nobody trying to hear all that. Come play football. Oh, yeah. I can only imagine. Did that old Dallas, because I was in that old Cowboy Stadium a number of times, and it smelled like a barn. I can't imagine what it smelled like in like 110 degrees. Uh, you know what? I don't recall, but I do remember <laughs> it was hot. And I, Staley went, he went off. Uh, yeah. Had a, hey, we, hey, man, it was the first game of the season. Hey, it was, it was a thing of beauty. It was definitely a thing of beauty. How did they serve the pickle juice? 
uh, I had mine chilled over some ice. <laughs> it was rather tasty, I might add. <laughs> and it had a hint. It had just a, a hint of <sighs> pickled seedlings that made it taste also delectable. No, notes, <laughs> notes of pickled seedlings. Notes of pickled seedlings. <laughs> <laughs> in, in all seriousness, did, what, did they have like special order, like, or was there just a trough of it, it in the was, middle? It was, it was funny. I remember uh, Rick Burkholter at the time he was a trainer. He yeah, had to go for that because you know Gatorade is the official sponsor of the NFL. No way. So when the word got out that it was pickle juice instead of Gatorade, oh, they got super pissed. They got super pissed. And I think at that point, they, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I think they changed the formula and then they started, you could add packets or something to the Gatorade to give it a little bit more oomph. Right, right, right. Remember that because it was a big, it became a big deal. It became yeah. a big deal because basically that's what Gatorade is. Mm. That's what Gatorade is. So yeah, it became a big deal. So really yeah, I think you could sprinkle in HGH. I think that's what it was. I think that's what that's, that's what basically it was. what it was. Put <laughs> hair on your chest. Exactly right, and your head. The locks are looking good, by the way. Hey, hey yeah, it's starting to grow. I gotta get. I gotta actually go to the barbershop and get a haircut, man. I mean, I might even get some of that. What's that? Uh, just for men, might. Hey, you know it's almost cuffing season. I had to go ahead and and, and dye this and get back in the game. You. <laughs> <laughs> Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you for enlightening us. We appreciate it as always, especially I never knew that about the pickle juice. If Rick Boulder, Burkholder got in trouble, that's just hogwash. Love that, man. He, he, he beat the rap, though. He beat the rap. He beat the rap. So, yeah, he's doing it. It was Gatorade that was pissed about it, I'm sure. Yeah, I think, yeah, it was Gatorade. If I'm not mistaken, it was Gatorade. Gatorade was pretty hot behind that one. Pretty hot. <laughs> Uh, Hugh Lamont Douglas III, thanks for joining us on this fine Hughes Day morning and making us feel a little bit better now uh, with all the fine uh, hilarity that you provide, my friend. Thanks for having me. Thanks. For having me. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, joining us on the Rutherford North Peace Guest Line, our good friend, Hugh Lamont Douglas III. Thank you, brother. Peace. Welcome back from our fine conversation with Hugh Lamont Douglas III. Uh, what a guy. What a guy. What a guy. The, the pickle juice thing is something that will always just be mystery. Every time it gets brought up, I learn something new about it. Every single time it gets brought up, I learn something new about it. I never knew Rick Burkhalter got in trouble from Gatorade over it. The uh, the trainer that basically helped T.O. get back to play in the Super Bowl. But he had he got in trouble for a little pickle juice earlier in his career. Uh, how about that? Um, and I, I didn't know that he added the notes of the, the pickle seeds. <laughs> That's very nice. Uh, but uh, there's also a nice message from Hugh to Brandon Graham in terms of recovery. I'm trying to get back on the field to play. So appreciate Hugh Douglas jumping on the line with us yet again this week to break down all things Eagles. And I like the idea that he's still sold on Jalen Hurts. He saw enough from him in the first week of the season that uh, he uh, can take that going forward to say that he is going to be the starting quarterback here in Philadelphia. He is meant to be the starting quarterback here in Philadelphia for at least the rest of this year. And you know what? Hopefully into the future, because you always want to believe the quarterback in the future is already on your roster and already starting for the most part. That's what you want to believe. Thanks to Hugh for joining us on the Rothman Orthopedics guest line. Before we go any further, and we'll hear from Nick Sirianni on what he had to say about his starting quarterback. Uh, let's talk first to, uh, let's talk about, rather, uh, Bet QL. If you want to take advantage or get the advantage over your sports book, you need to download BetQL, the only app where you need the only app you need to make smart bets. Their best bets computer model scans over 350,000 unique bets per year to give you a best bet recommendation for every game across all major sports. That gives you the reasoning also behind why you should make that bet. 
Their model covers everything from spreads, from over-unders to player props, all that. And if you don't want to do the research, if you don't want them to do the research, you can do your own research. But BetQL still provides all the great tools for you to do that research. Everything from sharp data, line movement, team summaries, lineup and injuries, breaking news. They even have a leaderboard for you to track all your success. Head to the App Store or Google Play right now and download the BetQL app. That's at the Google Play Store or the App Store at the BetQL. So make sure you take advantage of all things at BetQL. How about Steak Humane at SteakHumane.com? Oh, some of the fine meals that are available there. Two weeks. Two weeks I'll be enjoying a fine steak and main meal. Steak and main, fine dining in the heart of Northeast Maryland. Whether you dine in a more upscale steakhouse or casual bar and patio, you'll enjoy the highest quality prime meats, fresh seafood, and world-class oyster bar, as well as freshly prepared sushi. All that in an extensive wine list, including their own Cavada Cellars wines. Open every day for lunch, dinner, and Sunday brunch. Steak and main in Northeast Maryland voted number one place for steaks in America. By the Travel Channel and the Cooking Channel. Check it out for yourself. Go to steakandmain.com for more information. Uh, also. A lot of times, uh, your friends, your family, they would tell you about how much they know about sports. Uh, I bet you yeah, those Lions are going to beat the Packers uh, tomorrow night, Monday Night Football. I bet you that's going to happen. Oh, really? Oh, really, Uncle Sal? Is that going to happen? Bet. Oh, you got to make a bet. And you know, you know you can make that bet? You can make that bet at WinView. WinView is the only game where fans can take on other fans and end the debate once and for all who is the bigger sports fan and who actually knows sports. That's what you can do with the WinView app. Play during a quarter of Monday Night Football if you want to put a little skin in the game. Silence that family member that thinks they just know everything. Well, you can silence them with the WinView app. Wouldn't it be great? It basically is like a mute button for that person that talks too much trash. You can put it right there in the WinView app. While we're tracking the games also on Sunday, you can make sure you use the WinView app to follow some other interesting bets that you could be making. It's not a sports book. It's not daily fantasy. It's your own individualized way to challenge other fans. You can do that with the WinView app. Make sure you download the WinView app right now. Also want to tell you about our good friends over there at PHL Sports Nation. That's Philadelphia Sports Nation, enhancing your Philadelphia sports fan experience. All right, let's jump to our comments and our social media check-in brought to you by Steak and Main at SteakandMain.com. Oh, a couple of heavy hitters. couple of heavy hitters. Dan's back, uh, ladies and gentlemen. April. April, this is the beginning of the show. April, you're going to be glad you're back. You're going to be glad you're back. You're going to be glad you're catching this part. Uh, because coming up in our morning rush segment, a uh, little thing happened last night uh, at dinner. Made me think of something we talked about some uh, some weeks ago, so we'll get to that. But leading off for us today, Daniel. Oh, no. Oh, Mally. Mally. Mally leads it off today. Say good morning, everybody. Dan's back from vacation. Uh, Dan, welcome back. Happy Hughes Day, everybody. What's What a coincidence. Uh, come back from vacation. The Phillies uh, offense goes on vacation. Hey-o. Uh, Dan says, what up, Mally? Did Mally, what, Dan, my guy. Yeah, I like the relationships that we build in this fine uh, comment section. Uh, Mike is in. Mike, what's going on? Mally again. Dan, hiya. Uh, Dak, what's up? Larry. <laughs> I can tell you this is not my 50th. I will tell you this. I'm approaching my 40th, and it's not cool. Now, here's the thing. It's not that I get older that I don't celebrate my birthday. It's just, it, again, it's just that I don't like, I don't like unwarranted attention. Like, you know what's the most uncomfortable experience for me? And it's only happened a couple times, but I think it's happened to a lot of us, where somebody gives you credit for something, and if you're at all a decent human being, You'll be like, Ugh, I didn't. This credit belongs over there. Like, I'm not a glommer. Like, I don't seek 
uh, I don't seek uh, credit for things. Like I don't like I know people that are. They're like, oh no, that was me. I did that, and it's like, okay. But when people award you the glory that you didn't earn, oh god, I hate that. And I think my birthday, your birthday is guaranteed. <laughs> if you're like me, you're guaranteed. You're guaranteed to have that feeling on your birthday. And I'm like, I didn't do anything. Thanks, mom and dad, for uh, for me. And maybe that's what I'll celebrate. Anyway, uh, yeah, man, uh, appreciate it. Uh, well, it was uh, Larry. I'm nervous. Oh, Dan, Dan says, um, Larry, I'm nervous. He's going to retire. Being 65 ain't easy. <laughs> I'll leave that alone. Um, ben Simmons back in the news. He finally had his 10,000th Instagram post. Awesome. Instagram model Ben Simmons. I don't know how many he's up to, but uh, that doesn't sound far off. Mike's message deleted. Mike, were you the one that was putting time out by the, by the uh, people of uh, YouTube? Were you that? I thought I saw that. Nate saying, come on, <laughs> Nate, one or the other, Doc. <laughs> Why is Mark looking he's growing his hair back? Does it look like I'm growing my hair back? If my hair looks a little longer than normal, meaning that it looks like it's there, bald guys, do we have any bald guys in the chat? Any fellow bald bastards like myself? Oh, Mike got banned. Oh, no. That's sad. Uh, if there's any bald bastards in the chat, let me know because uh, I had the experience of shaving with a new razor. And when I say a new razor, I don't mean like I put a regular razor on my razor. I mean like I – I. so long story short, uh, Toots knocked my uh, razor off the counter and broke it. Not just popped the thing off of it, but like actually broke it. So I had this backup razor that I got at a golf outing like two years ago that just – that's such a dude thing. For whatever stupid reason, it was just down here in my basement, um, uh, down there in my basement on my workbench. And I went and I got it. I went upstairs, shaved my head with it once, fine. Then the second time around, got a little too cocky, and I got like these, like the the, the cuts in the back of my head. I got two cuts on the back of my head that uh, I, I now can't shave because I'll just reopen the cuts. So maybe tomorrow, maybe tomorrow I'll be back in the shaving uh, thing. But hey, you bald guys, I think you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Jacob, far. Thank you, Jacob. Nice to you, Ray. Big four zero, not not the big four zero. Approaching the big four zero. Uh, yep. I I can tell Jim this is where the balloons entered the enter the shot. All right. Uh, keep going, scrolling on through. Oh, hey, Mike, you're back. Uh. Yes, Dante. I sh I do one of the one of the things I will acknowledge about my birthday is that I do share it with Bill Murray, or Bill Murray shares shares it with me because I'm pretty sure he was on Earth first. Uh, I was not, I was unaware. Dave Coulier, his birthday is September 21st. You know what? Here's how I here's how much I don't pay mine to my birthday. Uh, when I was uh, a producer in radio, I had an intern that was, well, my intern. It was Howard Eskin's intern. It was just someone that sat with me in the producer studio. Great guy. Brett Manny, by the way, lacrosse player from our area. Great dude. Um, a professional lacrosse player from our area. Brett was, uh, he, I, the, some song came on as a return. It was the, the 21st night of Se September song. Who's that? Earth, Wind, and Fire, whoever that is. 
And uh, do you remember the 21st night of September? You know that song? Um, and he was saying, he's like, yeah, man, that's my birthday song. No way. And I was like, what do you mean that's your birthday song? And he goes, 21st night of September. And I go, oh, wow, that's cool, man. That's that's cool. And then, like, a downbeat, and I go, oh, crap, that's my birthday. I never realized that I heard that song a million times. It just never dawned on me. That's how much I don't give a damn about my birthday. Anyway, all right, enough of that. For a guy who doesn't give a damn about his birthday, he's acknowledged enough comments on it. Uh, <laughs> all right, okay, last time I'll acknowledge it. Rob's saying, Farzi shows up on his birthday. Ben can't show up for $175 million. You may, Hey, I detect no lies, Ben, or Rob. Sorry, I detect no lies, Rob. Uh, ben doesn't show up for it. Uh, Brian, check it out. What's going on there, Brian? How are you? Nice to see you. Uh, Matt Ray is saying, let him sit home. Let him sit home. Fine. I don't care. Whatever. I don't care. Uh, Brett's back. Ertz open on the first drive. Yeah. They, for, for whatever reason, Brett, I noticed that his bad reads were mostly with tight ends. There was the little, uh, flat route that Dallas Goddard ran on a third and short that I believe he could have hit him for the first down. Instead, he went for the deeper throw, which was about 10 yards up the field uh, on the sideline to Devontae Smith, who was blanketed in coverage. I think it was Josh Norman in coverage. There were three guys in pursuit of Dallas Goddard, but they weren't on Dallas Goddard. A, a nice little toss, a nice little loft, and he's got it to Dallas Goddard for a first down. So I thought that was a bad play. He definitely held the ball too long on the first possession in the opening series, in their opening series, when he through the deep bomb to Devontae Smith. If he would have let go of that earlier, I think he would have had Devontae Smith in stride for at least a catch, if not a touchdown, if he's getting behind the defense that far. But at least good to see his eyes downfield. It didn't seem like uh, he was really going downfield a lot in the first game of the season against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, what else do we have here? <laughs> April saying they say they, she hates when they sing to you at the restaurant. Remember Chili's? Remember Chili's, the restaurant Chili's, the Mexican restaurant Chili's, Mexican restaurant Chili's? They had the fried ice cream, right? I, and they, they put the, 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 the chips and the salsa, the salsa out there on the table for you. Oh, man, that was some good stuff. That, to me, like growing up on your birthday when I was little and celebrating, my brother would go to Red Lobster. My brother loved Red Lobster. My brother to this day, if you tell him we're going to Red Lobster, oh, my God, Merry Christmas. It's like the best day of his life. Uh, for me, my my restaurant, my go-to restaurant growing up was always Chili's because I love nachos and I love the chips and salsa and all that stuff. I love Chili's. When they came out saying the Chili's birthday song, oh, no, I basked in it. I loved it. That I loved. And then I realized I didn't do anything for this. My whole life's a lie. And I stopped celebrating. There you go. Uh, I noticed I, I, it happened at Chili's. Chili's? Chi-Chi's. Did I say Chili's the whole time? Chi-Chi's. God, I'm an idiot. Chi Chi's, the Mexican restaurant. The celebration of food. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Farzee's a drunk one, not me. No, Broads. No, 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 Broads. I was drunk that one time, and I was only here for you. And the fact that the Italians won the Euro. Rick, there you go. You're bald. You get it. You understand. <laughs> it's T-Bro says you mean you don't have the lawnmower 3.0 hashtag your balls will thank you no I don't have that and I wouldn't use that to shave my head because I don't buzz my head anymore I shave my head big difference stick to sports talk Farzy <laughs> thank you Brett uh, I don't believe in nachos Brett how do you not believe in nachos
I did call it Chili's. Damn it, April, thank you very much. Chi-Chi's. Chi-Chi's, not Chili's. Chili's still very much still very much around. Chi-Chi's, not very much around. Although I will say that in my travels, it's weird whenever you come across a place that you did think went out of business, but it, it only went out of business in your neck of the woods, and it very much exists in the Midwest. Chi-Chi's might be one of those places, as a matter of fact. Uh, April. I knew it. Laugh out loud. I used to love that place. That Chi-Chi's birthday song will stick in my head forever. All I remember about the Chi-Chi's uh, birthday song was it ended with boom, boom, boom. That's all I got. Uh, Brett, I can get into that right now. It gets too emotional. <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks for all your comments and the social media check-in brought to you by Steak and Main at SteakandMain.com. Let's move into our Morning Rush segment. I will start it off uh, with uh, Nick Sirianni. Talking about Jalen Hurts. This is from uh, Nick Sirianni's press conference yesterday. Our morning rush is brought to you by Sky Motorcars and SkyMotorcars.com. Here is Nick Sirianni talking about the job Jalen Hurts did when he was asked about how his quarterback performed in their first loss of the Nick Sirianni era uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles. Just with the game, I, I thought he played a, a good game. I thought Jalen played a good game. I, um, was it the same type of game he played the week before? No. It, you know, it, we, if, but uh you know, there were just some things that we that we need to clean up. Some maybe some uh, a misread here or eye dis or eye discipline here. But again, I thought he did a lot of things well. Um, got to the right place with the ball. You know, I wanted him to be on time on a couple other a uh, couple things uh, that he wasn't. But he 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 went with, went to the right place with the ball for a majority of the game, and he made a lot of plays with his feet when things weren't there and when the um, it, because. A couple times their guys got through, but I do think the protection was really, really good in our game. Um, the protection was outstanding. We, our offense line did a phenomenal job against a very stout front. All right, so yeah, I think the offensive line, good job. It was under pressure occasionally, but nothing crazy. Uh, I look at Jalen Hurts missing a couple of throws is yeah something that. Would have been nice for him to be able to execute or missing a couple of reads more so than throws, I guess. He does admit to maybe getting rid of the ball a little bit faster in certain situations. Maybe the timing uh, as he's referencing there has to do with that as well. But overall, I, I, I still, even when you can critique the quarterback, and you can always do that because it's the NFL and it's all about quarterbacks, even in critiquing the quarterback, I still look at the head coach and go, what the hell are you doing? What the hell are you doing, man? And the main reason is, when you look at two of the biggest plays that you could have had a bigger impact in, uh, I look at Jalen Hurts' throw to Jalen Rager, and Jalen Rager was out of bounds. Jalen Hurts did everything you were supposed to do in that particular play. Everything else, every other mistake that he made wasn't, I don't think, as big a deal as Rager's feet being out of bounds or Nick Sirianni's play calling, for instance. And when we got to the Farsi Five yesterday, that was, the, that was the number one glaring thing. It was like Nick Sirianni had such a bad game as a play caller that it just kind of overshadowed everything else. Even Rager's feet being out of bounds. Even uh, the defense's 16-yard, 16-play drive. Overall, the defense played a good football game against a good offense, against a good offensive coordinator, against a good offensive mind, rather, in Kyle Shanahan. The defense played well. The offense gave you 11 points, and that shouldn't be the case. I think this offense has a lot of weapons, especially with tight ends. You had four four targets to your tight ends. And I still just – I won't be able to get for the life of me. And I give Nick Sirianni credit for – and Hugh Douglas was doing this as well, giving Nick Sirianni credit for calling himself out and saying, like, yeah, I just I can't, I should, shouldn't run that play. I don't have – in hindsight, I don't have as much of a problem with him going for it on fourth down as much as I do with the plays that he called leading up to and including – the fourth down call with the Philly Philly-esque play with Greg Ward trying to find Jalen Hurts. 
How is that the best option? Not only does it put <laughs> your best option for throwing in the end zone to catch, it also takes one of your best options receiving. A guy that can get open in a short amount of space, a small amount of space, like Devontae Smith. It completely took him out of the game, which I haven't really heard or read anybody else acknowledge yet. You had Devontae Smith out of the play as well. You had Greg Ward throwing to Jalen Hurts on a fourth down in the red zone. Up 3 nothing. I'd rather you take the points than roll the dice on a play like that. If you would have told me, okay, here's the deal. We're not going to kick the field goal. We're going to go for it. I'd be like, okay, okay, I can see that. All right, what, what, what play you got? All right, here's the play. Wide receiver gets the ball on a toss from Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith lays down, takes a nap, totally takes himself out of the play. But then Greg Ward rolls to the right side of the line of scrimmage, rolls to the right side of the field, surveys the field. He's going to see nothing but white jerseys with a green jersey in the corner of the end zone. Just going to be them two on the side of the field, and he's going to throw it out of bounds. What do you think? Kick the field goal. <laughs> That's what I think. That's how that conversation would go down between me and Nick Sirianni. Uh, and I like the fact that he even called himself out, like I said earlier, because then it was a gadget play, which we, we know it is. Uh, so that's what you got on the Eagles yesterday. It is Wednesday that we hear from Jonathan Gannon. We'll hear what he has to say about uh, why a guy like uh, Fletcher Cox wasn't in on a fourth and one situation where the uh, San Francisco 49ers had a quarterback. See, neither Fletcher Cox or Javon Hargrave were in on that particular play which was odd to me, to say the least. So we'll get uh, his take on that coming up tomorrow when he addresses the media. We'll break it down on Thursday's show. Hey, remember the Phillies? They lost 2 to nothing to the Baltimore Orioles. Or as my mom, mom's family would say, the A's. And uh, they lost to the A's yesterday. Uh, here's what I got for you. Uh, the Philadelphia Phillies lost 2 nothing <laughs> to the Baltimore Orioles. A couple of fast numbers for you here. Philly's now three games back of first place in the NL East. In the AL East, the Baltimore Orioles are 44 and a half games back. Uh, they have a run differential, worst in Major League Baseball by a lot, of minus 274 runs. So that's a lot. They have a winning percentage of 32%. So 2.320% of the time they lose. That is terrible. And the Phillies uh, lost to them. Phillies mustered four hits against them. Nobody had a multi-hit game. It was a bad game. <laughs> it was a really, really bad game. Uh, and all two runs uh, by the Baltimore Orioles were scored in the first uh, inning against Ranger Suarez. And then after that, it was a pitcher's duel. It was a pitcher's duel throughout. <clears throat> but there you go. So the Phillies lost the three games out of first place. This is fun. We're all having fun here. That's what the Phillies have for you. Carson Wentz, uh, not sure what his deal is as far as playing Sunday, but somehow, magically, only Carson Wentz rolled both ankles in their, uh, their, their, their game last week. So we'll see how much time he's going to miss. So that's always fun. We'll see. We'll have to monitor that to see. Well, if the Eagles will get their first round pick from the second round pick, the conditional second round pick to the film, that's the only reason we're bringing it up. Uh, so that's what they have for you, courtesy of Carson Wentz. If you did watch the Monday Night Football game last night, then you know that um, uh, Aaron Jones had himself a day. If you own him in fantasy, congratulations. That's pretty amazing. Uh, but uh, 
the uh, Packers took care of business. And one thing I didn't see that I meant to check, I'm sure I can pull it up real quick. Aaron Rodgers, after his last passer rating in the 30s, as you would assume, came back with great authority and had an incredible passer rating. Well, after, again, another passer rating of uh, in the 30s against, uh, who was it uh, two weeks ago, was Seattle, the Saints, Aaron Rodgers came out last night and put up a 145 over 100 points, 110 points better than his passer rating from a week ago. He had four touchdown passes. One of his touchdowns, excuse me, uh, three of his touchdown passes went to Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones also had a rushing touchdown, so four total touchdowns for Aaron Jones last night as the Packers beat the Lions 35-17. to So there you go. There you go. Uh, one thing they did do during Monday Night Football, if you didn't see it, uh, it was great. I think it was in the third quarter. They had a little tribute to Norm McDonald, a subtle tribute to Norm McDonald uh, by playing Jeopardy uh, for a couple of reasons. One, Aaron Rodgers' connection to Jeopardy, obviously. The other was uh, Celebrity Jeopardy from Saturday Night Live, and they had categories S-words. I'll take George for 500. Uh, uh, S-words. It's S-words. Uh, they had the moth. They had moth for the moth joke by Norm McDonald. They had a couple of tips of the cap to uh, Norm McDonald during their uh, Jeopardy segment last night, which was pretty cool. So kudos to Monday Night Football for actually doing that. That was pretty awesome. Uh, thanks to my guest today, Hugh Lamont Douglas III. Thanks to our Rothman Orthopedics doctors who gave us our first two installments of the Injury Glossary presented by Rothman Orthopedics when it comes to Brandon Brooks's uh, pectoral injury and when it comes to uh, Brandon Graham's uh, Achilles injury as well. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Oh, how could I forget? Wanted to get this in the morning rush segment. So last night, Toots takes me to dinner. It's for your birthday. I'm like, we could just go to dinner. We have a lovely dinner. And we ordered gelato. And my wife really wanted gelato. So we ordered gelato. Uh, they bring out her gelato. And wouldn't you know it? I missed it on the menu. I didn't see it on the menu. It was mint gelato with a chocolate drizzle over top. So basically, what my wife had right in front of me was mint chocolate chip ice cream. I mean, really, when you break it down, all the elements were there, April. Mint chocolate ice cream, basically. Mint chocolate chip ice cream. Now, there was some kind of uh, whipped cream, John, on that, John, that just looked too damn, too damn good. And uh, I, I, I couldn't help myself. It was sitting right there in front of me. There's chocolate drizzle over top of it. I needed a little, I needed, I always have, I always have to have something sweet after uh, dinner. Uh, and uh, I took a little spoonful, April. I did it. I took a little spoonful. You know why? I did it for you. I was like, you know what? No. If these people here working at this restaurant are going to work this hard, and April in the chat is a former WIP employee that worked Wing Bowl, if she's going to go ahead and say, you know what, uh, mint ice cream's good, I'm going to say, you know what, I don't like mint chocolate chip ice cream, but I'll give mint chocolate chip gelato a shot. And I did. And I liked it. A lot. It was really good. The mint, I, I could be sold on. Now, it was fresh mint. That's the thing. It was fresh mint. A nice restaurant we're at. Fresh mint. That little thing on it that was just delicious. It was some kind of cream. It wasn't like it wasn't like a whipped cream, John, but it was kind of like it. And it was fresh mint. It was fresh gelato that was just uh, made in the back of the restaurant. 
and it was just amazing. So I could be sold on mint chocolate drizzle gelato, but that mint chocolate chip ice cream that you get in the box that, that, that is like a dentist appointment in a box, throw that to the curb where it belongs. But the mint gelato was fantastic. Uh, so thank you very much. Uh, thank you, April. I'm glad you're proud of me. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, be back with you guys tomorrow. Recap even more things with the Eagles. And uh, I really only talk about the Phillies if they lose. So there you go. So maybe we'll talk some Phillies. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. My this is Jim Hyde, who produced the program. Uh, this is a Buzz Sports Entertainment production. My name is Mark Farzana from the Steven Singer Studios. Have a wonderful rest of your week, everybody. Take it easy.